0: Have you ever felt frustrated because you just couldn't find a lovely book to read? I can start to crave not just a good book, but a book that draws me in and evokes such a deep emotion that I can say, wow, that was a lovely book. Welcome friends. This is Emmy B on Lovely Books Podcast, where it's my job to highlight the lovely books that keep you reading and connect you to the world. If you're new to Lovely Books, this podcast is more than just a best books podcast. It's about the reader's experience and takeaway. No book reviews, no analysis of literary content, just thoughts and personal anecdotes brought to our minds by the characters and subject matter that we love. That's what brings the book to life for you. I hope we give you something to think about, something to laugh about, and something lovely to read. I'm here with Jenny Hefner, my so good friend, and she's going to highlight the book Watership Down by Richard Adams. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And before we start talking about this book, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay.
1: First and foremost, I'm a wife and mother of three young children who are my whole world. I also work part time for a local nonprofit where I've been for the last 10 years. In my spare time, I like to read, travel, volunteer and entertain people in my home and I'm a huge lover of all things summer
0: so Yay. goodbye to summer I know we're <laughs> heading grasped in- at it for
1: many yeah, weeks um, but
0: we're heading into fall yeah but it's been a hot fall at least it's been like super sunny I know I loved it and super nice outside so this book is um I feel like people either love this book or they don't Is that fair? (laughs) I can see that, sure. So, I read this book under duress. I did not want to read it because I thought um, it's about bunnies. And I'm not a huge science fiction fan. And so, it really took some prodding um, to read this. My brother in law gave it to me to read, and I started reading, and he kept checking in on me, like, Are you reading it? Are you liking it? And I was like, Yes, I like (laughs) it so much. But I didn't want to. So, I thought it would be fun because this is um, a backlisted book that um, has been printed and printed and printed forever, um, to hear just a little bit about it. It was originally published in 1972 and it started as stories, um, that the author Richard Adams would tell to his daughters. So they were living in England in this area and they were constantly having to drive long distances to get the girls to and from. And so he would just make up stories to tell them as they were driving, um, When he ran out of ideas, he would just improvise and make up something new, and his daughters eventually insisted that he write it all down because they just loved these stories so much. Um, It took him 18 months to finish this as his debut novel. And, um, I believe his, his education though, I think he has a master's degree in history if I remember correctly, but, um, it was, the book was rejected seven times. And then when the publisher finally picked it up, he called one of his good friends who was also in the publishing industry and said, I'm either going to make a million dollars off this or it's the dumbest thing I've ever done. So, and then ended up winning the Carnegie medal that year and the Guardian prize actually the next year. So it's been made into movie a movie, just one? I think just one, yeah. It was a series, um, and it's people just absolutely love it, but it's about bunnies. <laughs> I know, and I
1: feel like when I talk to people about how much I love this book, uh-huh. I always preface that with, and try to look past the fact that I'm telling you it's about Bunnies,
0: bunnies. <laughs> right? A bunny society, in fact. <laughs> well, and I think the first time, actually, that we were talking about this at a book club, Um, I can't remember who mentioned it, but I could see you sitting on the edge of your seat. Like, do you like it or do you not like it? Before I tell you how much I love it. (laughs) My ears definitely perk up when anyone brings up this book, but I do love it. And when
1: you talk to me about being on this podcast, there are so many books that I love, but this is a book that I've reread a couple of times. And so for me, I thought if I'm going to, come here and talk about a book. I think that I might want it to be that one.
0: I love it. So when did you first read this book? What was the context? It was written as a children's book. Um, and I've been talking to a couple different people. I have one friend and her son is 12 years old and he's reading it for the first time and she just reread it. And she just absolutely loves it as an adult, but she's recommending it to her 12-year-old son. So I'm curious, when did you read it for the first time? Okay,
1: so my first read of this book happened when I was an adolescent, Okay, and I absolutely loved it. I read it for the second time as an adult, just remembering, I I just know I loved that book, and what was it that I loved? So I reread it and totally loved it. And then this third time, um, which was not too long before we're recording this podcast, my brother-in-law was actually reading mm-hmm. it for the first time and was reminding me yeah. of how much I love it. And so this third time that I read it, I read it with my daughter, who oh. is seven. So we read it together. And this is, you know, when you say that it's a children's book, it's a long book. Oh, it's, it's a yeah. thick book. Yeah, And there are definitely some wordy parts that when a whole page is describing... grassy field. I would maybe skim by a little bit when I read it with my daughter, but I loved it each time for different reasons. But this third time that I read it with my young reader in tow was so incredible. Did she love it? She absolutely loved it. And I know that it's a success when she incorporates it into her pretend play, which happened (laughs) for weeks after we read this book, we were acting out this book, but it was so fun because it is such an exciting story to be reading it with her each night before bed. And there would be times that, no kidding, she was jumping up and down on the bed because it's so suspenseful. And I mean, there are no pictures in this book or anything. It was all in her imagination. Mm -hmm. But I loved that it could translate into those different areas and times of my life.
0: Right. And
1: that now I'm able to share that with my child and she loved it just as much.
0: That's so fun. You know, as adults, we have seen so many epic movies and read Mm -hmm. so many epic books, but I can imagine that the first time, you know, it's like when a kid first reads The Hobbit, Mm -hmm. it's like such an epic tale that I bet she's just going to totally remember it forever.
1: Yes. And she, in fact, when we finished it and, you know, I had tears in my eyes when we finished it because <laughs> i'm an emotional reader and i just loved it so much the first thing she said is because can we start it over Aww. and that was really neat and we didn't start it right over again because we have a queue of okay. books that we're looking to read but i'm sure it will be a reread for the two of us too
0: so hearing about this absolutely fantastic mother daughter buddy read Um, with Jenny and her seven-year-old daughter, I absolutely had to have Violet share um, one of her favorite somethings from this book. So I decided to ask Violet who her favorite character is. Hi, and I'm Violet. And my um, favorite character from Watership Down is Hazel because um, he... Does a lot of daring stuff and he leads the whole adventure. And so yeah. Bye. So who gave it to you to read? Because I never I don't even know that this was on my radar ever. So that must have been my parents because it's a book that
1: I owned as a teenager that I still own to this day. And you know I don't love books I
0: am a library girl through and through and I'm coming I'm more liking the library you've influenced me for the positive (laughs) (laughs) library but yeah if you own this book then that's pretty serious were you as avid as a reader when you were younger as you are now
1: yes so I was I loved reading when I was young and actually when I became a young adult and was working full-time I kind of fell away from reading for a little bit And what got me back into it was having my first baby and Mm -hmm. staying home full-time and not having very much to do like I was used to when I worked full-time. And so when she was an infant, I got back into reading, and I would read anything and everything aloud to her Mm -hmm. as a little newborn and then a three-month-old. You know, I was reading novels about World War II and the Great Depression, Mm -hmm. and I was reading them all out loud while she just listened and watched and now she's my little seven-year-old bookworm.
0: Oh yeah, too, she who reads loves incredibly. To read
1: yeah, <laughs> and has you know she was a young talker and a young reader, and yeah, maybe that can be attributed to the fact that from a very young age it was just the two of us, and she heard me
0: reading words
1: all, all the time. time.
0: Um, the bunnies—they live in a society. There's a lot of similarities to real life. Sure. And one thing that I really liked when I was reading about it is until a lot of times I forgot I was reading about bunnies. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I tell people, look past the
1: fact that I'm telling you this is a book about bunnies. Because really, you know, to give a brief synopsis of the book, it's that there are a couple of rabbits who decide, based on the premonition of one rabbit, to leave their warren and its security and go establish a new warren somewhere else. And this book is about their adventure as and all the highs and lows and pitfalls of trying to establish a new Warren. But what I love is that, yeah, you forget that you're reading about rabbits. And the reason it's so great for young and old alike is that there are themes of loyalty and friendship and adventure and peril. And so I feel like that's why it really can translate to a lot of different age ranges and one of the reasons that you can overlook the fact that you're reading about a group of rabbits because uh-huh. you really can fall right into the adventure and get really attached to the characters that he's written about.
0: And I really did fall into that. Um I was in I was in it. The only the only part that would get me is every time they what was it what's it called when they come up and sit in the sun? Uh, Sylphle? Yeah. They, yeah, there's
1: a rabbit language in this okay. book. there's a rabbit dictionary in the book. <laughs>
0: So every time it would like come to one of those things, I was like, just call it sunbathing.
1: <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah there, there, I think there's a whole page or maybe two pages right? that are the the rabbit dictionary of yeah. the rabbit terms that he uses.
0: And, but really, when I was thinking about this, I was like, "Well, Harry Potter has parcel tongue, and sure. you know, um, the Lord of the Rings has the elfin language, and sure. you know what I mean." So it, it it falls in line with what it is, yeah. But it takes them getting used to.
1: to. I was totally like. But that was one thing that this third time that I read it with my daughter, we would use the rabbit language outside of reading right? the book. <laughs> Shall we go outside and
0: play? <laughs> it's knife rift, aka new, right? right? <laughs> So great. I bet that's so great. But what do you, so what do you think? If you, do you recommend this book to people? Like people are like, hey, do you have a book recommendation for me? I do recommend
1: this book to people. And even though it's near and dear to my heart, and sometimes mm-hmm. that can feel a little vulnerable. Right. Um, but I actually did just recently recommend this to a friend and it was not for her. She really? said I couldn't get into it. And I can completely understand that. Mm-hmm. There, it's, it doesn't jump right in, which yeah. I think makes it difficult to begin this
0: book that it really is a little bit of a slow build Mm -hmm. and but you are establishing like an unknown society sure as a disclaimer to that you know what i mean like that takes a little bit yeah absolutely and i i will mention and i've said this before you know even the most epic reads are enjoyed for different people in different contexts and a lot of times um somebody will absolutely love a book and someone else won't at all and it's not a matter of the story or the writing um but it just depends on the context in which you you read this book and and where you are in your life um it it just makes absolutely such a difference.
1: But I do recommend this book to people because I feel like a lot of different people can relate to this book and enjoy it.
0: Do you have a favorite character? Ooh. I mean, I kind of die for Bigwig. Yeah, Big Wig, you gotta love Big Wig. But there's something that takes
1: me back to Hazel. He's kind of like the uh-huh. main character, the leader of the adventure, and the book comes full circle with him. And so I probably have
0: to say him. I really hope everybody goes and reads this, even if it's not for you. If it's if you think it might not be for you, check it out at the library. Sure. And I cannot vouch for
1: the movie or the TV show.
0: Have you seen either of them? I haven't. I've heard them I've I've been told not to allow my children to watch the movie.
1: Really? Okay, yeah. I don't know about either. I I can see that from Mm -hmm. some of the fighting that happens in the Mm -hmm. book. But I if there's a novel that I love, I usually don't see any movie. of the other forms of media. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Come from it because the novel is just the it's, best in my opinion. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. Um so do you want to leave us with a book recommendation for something else that you love? Okay. And so, I will say before before you do this, Jenny reads everything. You read everything. Don't you read everything? I love to read. Yeah. I mean she really every time I think Jenny no, she reads this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like you and you have recommended books to me in like every genre. So sometimes there's like people that you can go to and be like, I know this person loves rom coms, so like if I'm in the mood for that, like I'll go here. But I can pretty much ask you like anything. Yeah, you like it all. I do like it all. Um, I love a good sad book. I know that we yeah. have that in we common. We do have that
1: in common. <laughs> we do like a if good a book makes me cry, then I heartfelt. probably enjoyed it. <laughs> but I, one thing that I love about seeking out new books is I like reading books that people are talking about. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the genre. Mm -hmm. If somebody's talking about it, I like to add my voice to the conversation. And so a lot of times that's how I find books to read. Okay, I will share with you my two that I just finished and am getting ready to finish. The first that I have to recommend is The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. You actually recommended that to me. It's kind of the follow-up book. I don't know if you would necessarily call it a sequel. It's the follow-up book to The Handmaid's Tale, written decades after she wrote the first. And... She's so talented, Margaret Atwood, and I completely loved that second book. And then the one that I'm currently reading right now that I'm almost finished with is The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. Okay. A book about empowering women and how it changes the world. And it's nonfiction. It's nonfiction. Love and it. I gravitate toward fiction, but this is a nonfiction that was recommended to me by a friend, and I'm absolutely loving it. Yay! And it definitely, you feel like, as a woman, you can go out and conquer the world after
0: reading this book. Which we need. Yes. Women who want to conquer the world. Okay, well, um, thanks again for being here, Jenny. Yeah. Thanks for having me. In my car sound booth. Thank you for having me to the car sound booth. (laughs) You're welcome. I want to thank everybody for listening in today. It's always so fun to hear what makes a person fall in love with a book and how that can extend multi-generationally. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to like, subscribe, comment, and definitely leave us a review. The reviews really help us to be more visible when people search for lovely books. Also, we have a few exciting things coming up in the next couple weeks. We've got two weeks worth of giveaways. Um, We have a special episode next week because it's Halloween and the week after that we have an author interview. So please make sure to tune in next week for another episode of Lovely Books.